TARDIS. It can travel anywhere in time and space. And it's mine. Please. Look at this. Go on, say. Most people do. On the outside. Hey, what's up, and welcome back to Smaller on the Outside, or as I would like to call it, Sotocast. The first, the best, and the only Doctor Who podcast that you just can't miss. Uh, my name is Dave, and I am the Time Lord with you this evening, and with me as always is... Andy. Who is the companion. Uh, first of all, Merry Christmas. Uh, second of all, uh, this is going to be a confusing season. <laughs> uh, we Did know, you figure out how the season's going to go? Yeah, if, you, if, you, if, if you're unfamiliar with what Smaller on the Outside is, it's a TV show podcast. We talk about a different TV show per podcast season, and typically we talk about Doctor Who because we have a full season of it before you know Sherlock even comes on air. But this year we're doing things a little bit differently because Doctor Who's not coming back until, what, April? Uh, That's the assumption right now. The assumption is coming back in April, and we have this Christmas special like we do every year, but come January 1st, Sherlock is coming back. (laughs) So our season here is going to be like Doctor Who and Sherlock. Okay. So I don't know how that's going to work. Is it just one long season for, for both shows then, or... Are you going to do, like, a, a short season for until Sherlock ends and then another season and then the new uh, season of Doctor Who starts or what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but what if well, – it's been so long since our last season. What, what did we even talk about the last season? Um – no, it was me. Don't. It was me. It was it's X-Files, right? Oh, that's right. So that was like a year ago. Yeah. So I talked about X-Files last time. So darn, if it was Doctor Who, I would have been able to just tag this on at the end. Did you uh, uh, Did you finish that season? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. I had I a couple of episodes on the podcast that were like uh, com- combination episodes. But... Oh, yeah, I finished it. Uh, but it was Christmas, and so every year we get our Christmas special, and this one was weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's one. It's, the, it's supposed. To, it's the last Christmas special with Stephen Moffat. Yes, it was weird, which is one way to put it, but it's also uh, last of Stephen Moffat. And it was also in New York, and I always find the stuff in uh, the U.S. to be interesting in Doctor Who. Well, there's yeah, there's a few things I want to talk about that later, but uh, I want to talk about the episode first before we get into that. Okay. Um, so, first of all, first off, I want to say that this is barely a Christmas episode, very barely. In the beginning, there's an introduction in which is Christmas themed, but the rest of it really isn't. Not That's really. True. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, the beginning of this episode, you find out the doctor set a trap on some kid's roof. Um, and when he accidentally tried it out, he hung from the roof, right? I don't know. And the kid saw him outside his window, and he thinks he's Santa Claus. I don't know. I don't remember why. Is it just because he? Because he's an old man. He's old, uh, but he's skinny and he has no beard. He's he doesn't really seem jolly. He's <laughs> cranky. He's an old man coming in and in uh, on Christmas night. So that's well, why. that gets a little dumb. Um, what's his name? Grant. Yeah, I think so. Kid's name's Grant. Um, but he gives uh gives the doctor a glass of milk. Because he's Santa Claus, and of course the doctor says ho, 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 you know. But he takes the uh, 
the kid up to the roof, and while he's on the way, he talks about comics like Superman, Spider-Man, of the like, um, because the kid's into comics. So if the doctor had a comic book name, it would be, what, Dr. Mysterio, right? Because the Dr. title... Mysterio, that's what he gave me. Yeah, the title of the episode was The, uh, the Return of... Dr. Mysterio. I keep on thinking Dr. Shivago for some reason. It's like a like an uh, old movie or no. something. <laughs> but it's uh, Mysterio. Yeah, it's called Dr. Mysterio. But it's weird because you're talking about both about Spider-Man and Mysterio at the same time. Well, Superman and Mysterio, you mean? No, Spider-Man Mysterio. Well, yeah, he brought up the name Mysterio, I'm assuming, because of Spider-Man comics, but... A lot of it was focused on Superman. A lot of it too. was because of the content of the rest of the episode, which pretty much right. mimics Superman. Well, in the in the beginning, you know, uh, the Doctor's reading a Superman comic, and he's like, he he seems all surprised that he figured out that, he is that Clark, Clark Kent. Kent is Superman. <laughs> Look at this! I've drawn I've drawn glasses on Superman. You can tell it's Clark Kent. Everybody knows that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um anyways they, they they they're on the roof and uh they're looking at this time disruptor equalizer thingy which is what the doctor calls it and it looks like some metallic christmas tree um at least that's what they say i i didn't really see it um but it was like a christmas tree because i don't know did it have lights on it or something uh, i don't know um but during this scene he gives the kid an infinity stone <laughs> he, I don't remember what, even what he called the stone to the kid um, but he explained what the stone was and there's like four in existence and they're powerful stones and they're all colorful and they look like infinity stones so in actuality they're basically infinity stones I'm looking for it but I don't see what it was called in here yeah, I forget what he called it. He did call it something, but I, I wasn't paying close enough attention to figure out what that was because all I could think yeah, I was, of was... Yeah, I was wondering if it was like a reference to something else in, in, a, in a classic Doctor Who or something, but... Classic Doctor Who? I know, I, know, I know there was like a, a blue stone of some kind in, in, uh, in the old series, so I don't know if it was if it's related to that in any, in any way, but probably not. I probably would have re recognized the name if that was the case. Yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. It could be because I didn't really watch the old series. And... Right. Uh, but anyways, he he doesn't only give the kid this infinity stone. Uh, he also gives him a glass of water for some reason. I don't remember why he gave him the glass of water to shut him up or something. But this kid. Knows that the doctor calls himself a doctor, gave him a red thing that kind of looks like a pill, and a glass of water, so he <laughs> figures that he needs medicine, even though the kid probably feels fine. Uh, he takes the candy from the stranger, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he swallows it down. But the doctor needed it for his Christmas tree thing um, to disrupt, equalize time, or whatever he's doing. But the kid's already swallowed it. It's starting to become part of his DNA. And he starts floating. He starts floating. So, yeah, he starts seeing this entire origin story for this kid who's learning how to use powers, which, for the most part, are all Superman's powers. Flight, x-ray vision, super strength, super speed. Things of the no nature. No heat vision. Did Was... he use heat vision? Did he? I don't think so. I know he's bulletproof. Um, I know he wears glasses no, like Clark Kent, and when no cold breath either. Oh no! But you can't get everything in one episode. Not even you know Smallville <laughs> did anything like that. Um, but yeah, so he's basically Superman. This is clearly inspired by Superman. <laughs> he's got the glasses. Yep, the glasses and everything. He's got the. He's got the uh, basically Lois Lane. Yeah, Lois Lane, the reporter. Lex yep. Luthor. And uh, Lex, Luthor Lex Luthor of sorts, sort of. Yeah. Uh, not exactly. I think the black guy was supposed to be Lex Luthor, but they kind of mostly ignored his story and their focus on the other guy. Yeah. Which is like Brainiac, actually. 
Yeah, that's actually true. That's that's true. It's pretty close to Brainiac. Probably more like Brainiac, sense. especially all the brains. <laughs> um, Except, you know, Brainiac was a computer, but still. <laughs> they can't get it perfectly, but it does come yeah. darn near close. Yeah. Um, so, anyways... It's, but basically, Stephen Moffat wanted to write an episode of Superman, and this is how he did it. This is, yeah, this is basically <laughs> it, yeah. Uh, so, fast forward to the future when Grant's a little bit older and that can actually be a superhero and not a super kid hero. Um, you recognize uh, the actor there? He, he looked familiar. He's been in a few things, a few TV shows currently, uh, but he was also uh, the son in War of the Worlds, and he was also, oh really? So the <laughs> I don't know if you saw the Dragon Ball movie that everybody hates, but he was the main dude in that. Okay. But he's also in a, a couple current TV shows. I can't think of them offhand. Um, Let me see what IMDb gives me. Orphan Black. Yes. He's an orphan Black. Yes, he's an orphan Black. He was like a the drug dealer or something like that. Yeah. Um, did you see that part of the show? Yes. I know you didn't finish it, did you? E, no, no, I'm I'm still on one of the uh, season three. <laughs> so season four was good. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> um. Anyways, it kind of goes back and forth through flashbacks and current states. We find out the doctor made the kid promise not to ever use his powers, but of course the kid's like, oh yeah, totally, I'm not going to ever use the powers. <laughs> I read all these comic books. No, no, I would never use these powers. Um, I thought he also, was going to say don't use your powers for you know for evil, but then he just don't use your powers, and then that was it. <laughs> yeah, and also uh, the companion of the show actually isn't the superhero kid. It is the random Matt Lucas. And he was in the last Christmas special, which was the last episode of Doctor Who. Yeah. Did you rec- did you know that? Um, I I knew he was in Doctor Who at some point. Yeah, he was in the last episode basically. So he was, I think he was working with River Song. Yep. Uh, in the, and then I think he's one of the characters that got their head like chopped off and put in the robot, or whatever. Oh, oh good. You remember that thing? <laughs> Slightly, yeah. Yeah. Um, I figure, I figured as much. I just thought his uh, his existence in this episode was kind of random, actually. Um, yeah. There's of. a lot going on in this episode, actually. The main story of the episode was actually barely even that important to the Doctor. I don't think. I think it was mostly super important to this superhero story. You can almost leave the Doctor out. Uh, there was a bit that became important by the end. Yeah. Um, but the story is basically, the main plot is basically a twist on the invasion of the body snatchers. Uh, the okay. aliens, if you want to call I don't know if, uh, what they were. They were aliens of some sort. Alien robots things. And they're trying to get into the minds and control every leader in America to do their bidding or whatever. And the way they were, they were planning to do that is to blow up uh, New York, and which would have all the leaders talking about how sad it is or whatnot, and then they would control them however they plan to. Um, and... I think the Doctor's mostly invested in the main alien story, while the superheroes invested in the romance side of his uh, Lois. Uh, but it kind of all comes to a head towards the end. Right. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so the Lois is a reporter, reporter. of sorts. She runs. Did in- you notice the the basically the Daily Planet building? Yes. <laughs> but it, it in reality the the Daily Planet building was like LexCorp, right? Yeah, basically they merged the two. They merged it into one, and uh, she's got a kid, and the human version, the real normal version, of 
Grant is watching her kid as a babysitter. The nanny. The nanny. The manny. The manny. <laughs> yeah. And while she's out at LexCorp slash the Daily Planet slash whatever the heck it is, uh, she overhears the rustling and, and uh, bustling of uh, what the alien's planning to do. We go into this big room of a bunch of blue brains, uh, <laughs> and those were, what, stolen from people? <laughs> uh... No, uh, or are no, those the I alien brains? Those are the alien brains because they had the eyes. Oh right. right, they had the they had the eyes. Yep. Yeah, um, and they were gonna replace people eventually. But some people were missing. Yeah, I think that uh, that I don't know exactly how it works, but uh, I know one of them was the doctor guy that that um, was basically the brainiac guy, right? Right. And then he he had been replaced by an alien brain and then I think the other ones there were were planning to take over other people as well. Right. And so the the black Lex Luthor dude he's not a big fan of what's going on, so the the not Mysterio, the brainiac dude uh takes control over him, slices his head open and puts in a alien brain. And so now there's basically two of them. Um, and these aliens, they, they like slice diagonally through your head so you can open it up again like a, like a, like a compartment that has a gun in it. Yeah, yes, that's, that's <laughs> the most opportune spot to hide a gun. There's nowhere else brain. you can hide a gun. <laughs> it's probably the stupidest thing I think I've ever seen. They're like, oh, I got a gun in here. Yeah. They just want they just wanted the opportunity to show some cool effect. I, I guess so. Anyways, they're fi- found out. Uh, she is the doctor's there as well, and so is randomly Matt Lucas. Because... I, I think basically Matt Lucas continued traveling with the doctor this whole last year, um, compared to well, actually it's a little different than that, but basically. Uh, from this whole this whole year of Doctor Who that we missed, D- Matt Lucas was the companion. That's how, that's the way it seemed anyway. I didn't. Oh, I guess it, I didn't think about that. I just figured he was just randomly there. Um, so they're all in this room and they got the standoff going with uh, the bad guys. Um, and that's when the superhero shows up for the first time uh, officially. Um, oh, he does have the ability to break glass with the snap of a finger. <laughs> Well, that's just super strength, isn't it? I uh, no, I, I don't understand how that would be super strength. <laughs> that's like sonic sound waves or something. Okay. Yeah, so he snaps his finger, window breaks, and then the superhero comes in. His name is the Ghost. The Ghost. Yes, big G on his chest. That does not stand for <laughs> Grant. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. And we've, this is where we find out that he's bulletproof, he has super strength, he knocks out the bad guys. And then he flies away with the, the lowest chick. Um, and so they go off, and when she arrives at her apartment, that's when we find out that it's her baby that Grant is watching. Yeah. But also, uh, the doctor like, and uh, Matt Lucas everywhere. were sitting there. <laughs> waiting to to confront him when he came home so lo and behold when lois got home she was surprised Which to see her the name's doctor. not actually lois it's lucy it's close enough <laughs> funny <laughs> enough uh lois's sister's name's lucy yeah <laughs> yeah hmm so uh She's surprised to find them there. Um, so when, you know, Grant's off doing something else, she confronts the doctor and asks him some questions. She interrogates him with a uh, with a doll that squeaks. <laughs> the doll that can feel pain. It feels pain. <laughs> That's probably the most ludicrous thing I've ever seen. 
I'm like, surely, I mean, I understand that the doctor cares about all living things, but he has to also know when things aren't living. Well, then again, he's the doctor. He's seen many things. Maybe he thinks maybe it could be living. There's always the possibility. <laughs> maybe he visited the world of Toy Story. Yes. Because why not? Apparently, he can visit the world of Superman. So, what do you know? <laughs> uh, he basically tells her that this is an alien threat um, and that uh, we're in trouble. He doesn't. He does say that he's the doctor, doesn't he? But he doesn't. Say exactly he says he that. says he's like from the CIA or something. Doesn't? No, no. He says he's from Scotland Yard. Scotland Yard. Whatever it was, she doesn't believe him, right? Yeah, she doesn't believe him. Um, because she's a reporter, she knows when people lie. So, but this whole time she thinks Grant's in the other room, and he does actually show back up after he keeps saving the day, and he's like sweating all over the place, and. <laughs> Not sweat, no, I, I think he was wet from, like, the fire hose or something. That could be, too. I figured he was just going all over the place and getting tired and sweating or something. Could be that. <laughs> She's like, why are you wet? <laughs> I forget what he says. But, now, here, this is a little confusing, because they know what they're up against. Um, and I remember it just kind of cutting to a scene of the Lex Luthor dude and the other alien dude talking, and then the doctor was just there. Um, the doctor was, and, and everything. And then that's when they had the gun in the, in their heads. Right. And they were going to kill him, except they weren't. Trying to remember, trying to remember. Well, there was the there was the thing where she went to meet with the ghost. Are we there yet? <laughs> I think it's happening at the same time, isn't it? Yeah, because she meets with the ghost and and has an interview with him. Yeah, very much reminiscent of the Superman Lois Lane, uh, dinner in in flight from the first Superman movie. Yeah. And interview, obviously. Um, and he wants to reveal himself to her because she's going on and on about how great a guy her nanny is. Because <laughs> not all men can nanny. And he's saying not all men can do what I do. <laughs> and she's equating that with a nanny. Uh but she's going on and on, and she's got her head in her hands, and he takes off his mask, and he's like, well, there's something I should tell you. Uh, but when she looks up, he's got the mask back on. <laughs> um, but well, Basically, she was like, she, she said something about how he never lies to me, and yeah. I think that's what made him uh, cover back up again, because then if, he, if she saw he was him... Right after saying she he doesn't lie to me, maybe that would be not so great. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the chronological order of things, but I think it's this. Uh, when the doctor meets up with those two alien dudes, they're about to shoot him after revealing their plan. But he zooms away in the TARDIS, which appears over them, protecting them. And he shoots right. off to space. Yes. Where there is a big, blimpy spaceship-looking thing. Um, right. And then the alien dudes show up at the date. Because they are looking for the superhero because they they want to split his mind in half. I think that's right. Yes. Um, they want to split his mind in half because not only uh, controlling the leaders is is a good idea, but controlling a superhero would definitely be a thing Lex Luthor would do. <laughs> um, so he, he says sorry about this to Lucy and just kind of flies away, leaving her there. But he's doing it so he can speedily turn back into Grant and show up as the nanny. Yeah. Um, which they take as hostage as well, and they are planning to shoot Lucy when um, 
Now we're going to shoot back into space for this <laughs> because lots of things are happening all at once. Uh-huh. The blippy spaceship thing in outer space is about to make a head dive for New York. That's the thing that's going to blow up the whole city and take put things into motion. It's programmed to do that, right? That's what it's programmed to do. And he, uh, the doctor and Matt Lucas, they have locked themselves into the cockpit. Deadlock. Uh, what's that? <laughs> Deadlock. Deadlock. And they see uh, on the video screen the alien saying, ha 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 ha, you cannot stop us. Something to that degree, anyways. <laughs> and uh, the doctor, like a childish elevator writer, says, hey, look at this control board. There's lots of buttons and switches and levers and everything. And he well, just... well, no, the reason he does that is because the alien said that, um, that, that the ship will crash down when it's the right time. And the doctor says, oh, you've told me something that it is not currently the right time. So basically they're not prepared yet for that ship to crash down. Yeah. It's not currently the right time. I don't really know why they have a certain time. Because basically they're 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 still planning things out and they would be prepared eventually, but they're not yet. Right. So the doctor's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So he thinks that now's the time to actually blow up New York, and he starts <laughs> clicking all the buttons and like. Well, at least to make them panic, to make him think that that's what. Right, what he's and then doing. I don't know if he's like kicking the control. He's just doing everything he possibly can. Yep. And so the ship takes a nosedive, and heads straight for New York. Uh, but they still can't get out of the room, and they're headed to their untimely death. People on the date are like, no, it's not time yet. We're all going to die, but it's for the better of humanity, or something to the degree. And we go back up to space, where the doctor has to figure out something to save themselves. So he uh, jams his uh, screwdriver into something in the control board. Uh, and he speaks into it because that's going to do something. Yeah, apparently. Uh, uh, yeah, and it does. He, he's, he's a genius. He just jams it in the control board, talks to it, and Grant can hear him. They did that. That's, in, that's also in Superman. Uh, in the, in, is it in the first one? Yeah, the first Superman where Lex Luthor talks to Superman through a frequency that only he can understand. They do do that. They talk to a frequency, yeah. Yeah, in the in the original Christopher Reeve. Yep, but instead of uh, telling Grant to turn the world around a bunch of times to save the world, <laughs> he uh, he tells him that we're her, uh, we're heading straight towards you. I mean, straight down to <laughs> the coordinates exactly of where the date is taking place. Coincidentally or not, that's exactly where they were heading. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> um, maybe it has something to do with the uh, disruptor time thing that he set up before. I don't. Uh, doubt it. Doubt it. Yep. <laughs> it never really tells us what that thing was for, but whatever. Um, I have I have a theory about that. But okay. Um, so the spaceship's head hurling toward. We don't actually see him do it, but he catches it. He doesn't, I, I thought he was going to fly up and catch it. Right, uh, yeah. But he just kind of stands up there and holds it up. But this, again, is another iconic Superman moment. That, actually, I think, yeah, it kind of looked like it was um, recreating that first Superman comic, the action comic. Yeah. Photo of uh, Superman holding up the uh, the car. It was kind of like well, that. Well, or you can think of Superman saves people from a uh, plane crash a lot. Uh, as one of his first uh, major things that happened in Supergirl as well, and also if you think about the main, uh, the the first major action scene in Superman Returns is kind of similar. Yeah, except this is to uh, an upteenth degree because the spaceship's like huge. Right. But so apparently, it's, a it's of a plane. <laughs> he's not straining at all. He's just kind of sitting there holding it. But. <laughs> But that so actually, he's stronger than it, 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 he shows himself to Lucy, who obviously knows what's going on at this point. Um, so back at the uh, the date area, 
the aliens are like, well, do you think it's over, Doctor? And he takes out his screwdriver and, like, I, what's he do? He uh, disintegrates the gun with a screwdriver? He, yeah, he, he like, probably disassembles it, I'm assuming, because, you know, it's a screwdriver and everything. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. Don't know why I didn't do that earlier. But uh, but then Unit shows up, right? Did Unit actually show up? Oh yeah, yeah, they yeah, they Unit did because up. they were talking about Osgood and all that. Yeah, they referenced Osgood. They I I guess Osgood's running Unit. It makes sense to me. Um, and I think for the most part, that's where it ends, doesn't it? Uh, sort of. But then there's a little bit more towards the end. Um. Well, okay. There was this thing with 24 years. Okay. Did you catch that? Well, I don't know. Okay, so uh, when the doctor uh, is talking about uh, is talking to Grant about this Lucy character, uh, Grant says that he's known her for 24 years, and. Um, and then later on, we find out uh, that, uh, what's his name, Matt Lucas guy says that the the doctor um, has just uh, lost somebody that he knew for 24 years, mm. or, or that he, I guess it wasn't for 24 years, uh, it was, a, it was, okay. <laughs> okay, so in the last episode with River Song, he goes to the uh, what is it, the uh, Derillium yeah. place, and and River asks how long a night in Derillium lasts, and um, the doctor says twenty four years. So that last night with River Song lasted twenty four years, and that's coincidentally the same amount of time that Grant knew Lucy, which I think may have something to do with when the doctor gave Grant his powers. It's possible that that scene with Grant in the beginning of the episode when he gets gets the powers may may have happened before last year's Christmas special and then um the scene, this year's Christmas special happens right after that. So that way there's a 24 year time span between the two. See what I mean? So not only is there 24 years that that Grant knows Lucy, but there's 24 years of that last night with River Song in that same period. So basically, uh, the husbands of River Song was occurring sort of between when Grant got his powers and and when the, the doctor came back. Re- present episode, yeah. That's basically how I took it. Mm. And then also, so that okay, the other thing about it was that um, that device on his roof in the beginning. Yeah. Okay, so he said something about uh, what? What did he call it? It was like a time disruptor equalizer, uh, something. I don't know. Yeah, it was something timey wimey. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> anyway, he said the doctor says that there's like this large time. Um, disruption i guess in new york and he says that's kind of my fault when he said that to me that referenced um the angels of manhattan i was thinking about that only for a split second though i completely forgot but i was either that or something in the future or the thing that happens in this episode or something i don't know well anyway when that when that popped into my head in the beginning of the episode, later when he said the twenty four years thing, I I started coming up with a theory that maybe either uh, Lucy is or um, Grant is the uh, grandchild or great grandchild of Amy and Rory. That was a theory I had, but it never came into being anything. At least not yet. <laughs> but that I thought maybe that was a connection there, you know, if they're bringing that up in the beginning. But I don't it know. Seem, it, it seems like it, that probably wasn't uh, relevant. But with it being in New York, you know, in the end of the, uh, Angels of Manhattan, he said he couldn't go back to New York in that time period because of the whole 
What was it? There was some kind of uh, time lock on New York, right? Yeah. And then somehow, apparently, that was eliminated. Did the doctor fix that with his little timey-wimey device? Or what was that about? Because now he can go to New York again. Right. So I, I, was, I was wondering if they're going to try to tie that together with uh, maybe Lucy being the great, uh, the grandchild of, of Amy and Rory or, or maybe even Grant. But they never, they never did anything with that. Right. And they were, huh, I guess it wouldn't really matter if they were American or not because, I mean, if they were. No, it wouldn't matter because they lived in New York. I know, if they lived in New York. But if also if their parents were Rory and Amy, they, I don't know if they would have. It would be, uh, grand, it would be at least grandparents, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Because uh, they, they were there back in the, what, 50s or something? Or, or earlier, it might be. Like 20s. <laughs> I don't know. It was quite early, I think. Yeah. Um, So that's mostly the end of the episode, right? Yep, that was pretty much it. And I did not watch the trailer, so. I did. (laughs) Spoilers. You know, I I half expected them to introduce the new companion. um, Right. Which I've been spoiled on. Okay, so they they did this little... Um, thing with the new companion back in what was it like May or something and uh, when they announced them and I avoided it because I didn't want any spoilers and then I saw on my TV guide thing that there was a mini episode that I missed and it and it sounded like it was about the new companion but I wasn't sure I had David watch it and he said it was fine to watch and then I watched it and I'm pretty sure it's just a scene from the next episode, from the Could first episode be, of season 10. I guess, but <laughs> here's the thing. When I watched it, it, it was weird. It felt like a scene. However, it was like introductions. It was just introductions to some of the classic... Uh, I, I thought it was like introductions to the classic things like Daleks, but also um, introducing you to this character, or basically how she speaks on a on a natural level instead of introducing you who what her name is blah, blah blah more of how she interacts with the doctor it's like they wanted right. uh, to basically tease you on how their chemistry works right uh, it could be a scene i guess but it seemed too basic to me i feel like it probably is <laughs> uh I don't remember who. But the... anyway, even though I'm the one that usually avoids spoilers, I ended up seeing that anyway. But I, I won't say too much more about it because it is. A, I mean, there's not much more to say because I guess David already mentioned the Daleks. But <laughs> Whoa. there's always anyway. Daleks. What are you talking about? Well, that's true. Um. So, as far as Christmas specials goes, this was like uh, not Christmas. Nah. Well, it's not very Christmas, and not it doesn't stand out that much compared to the others. I don't think it was interesting because of the superhero aspect. But yeah, it it was that that's a, but I feel like that would have maybe fit better in a normal episode. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, was it worth waiting an entire year of no Doctor Who for this one little thing? <laughs> when you come down to making things worth it over a, a year wait probably not <laughs> was it a decent doctor who episode in general well, it's fine it's... it was all right it wasn't anything like it uh you know Stephen moffat has some pretty strong episodes sometimes and this didn't really hit that standard i don't think it was so. just kind of weird actually a little bit yeah yeah, no introductions to any companions. We we have had introductions to companions in the past. With uh... one one thing we can talk about, I don't know if we 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 did before on the podcast is uh, next season will be the final season with Stephen Moffat. Yeah, and who is the guy who's uh, replacing him? Do you remember? I don't recall. Let me uh, Google it for a second. It is Chris Chibnall. Chris Chibnall, he's he's uh, um, directed uh, several episodes of Doctor Who and written. I mean, okay, so he he wrote Forty Two, um, the the Hungry Earth and Cold Blood, which was the uh, 
you know, the reptile, whatever, whatever those things were called. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing bad, Doctor Who here. Silurian, sorry. Uh, and then Pond Life was that little mini series before season seven, I think. Dinosaurs on a spaceship, the power of three, and I don't know what this one is. Oh, this is just a webcast. Not the best episodes in the world. Not the best, but out of out of um, all the other writers, I think I did a, a little analysis. I assigned a rating to every episode that I've seen of Doctor Who, and then I basically I looked at all the writers and saw which ones had the best average scores and stuff, and he was, I think, the highest rated one out of all of them. So even though they're not the best episodes, because, I mean, that's pretty much just Stephen Moffat and the guy uh, who, who ran Doctor Who before Stephen Moffat. Those two were the best, obviously. But after them, uh, Chibnall was next on my list. So he he seems like the right choice, even though he hasn't had a lot of time to shine. I think he will supposedly be pretty good. He also runs um, the show uh, Broadchurch, if, you, if you've watched that. I haven't. It's an interesting show. That has uh, David Tennant in it as well. Um, now... I, I forget, uh, you know, I forgot the guy replacing his name, but I do remember um, seeing rumors going around that, you know, he he's going to want to change it up and make it fresh again um, so that you don't need I, to watch the other seasons to ooh. come in, which means... Well, Stephen Moffat sort of did that. Yeah. Um, which people now, are I speculating hope... that... There's gonna be a regeneration. Um, Could be that uh, happened with Stephen Moffat as well. Um, now, I hope that means that if he's gonna change the way the show works, like as a, as a show, I'm hoping he turns more towards like the way Stephen Moffat was doing it in the beginning of of uh, like season five, or or perhaps maybe the way. Uh, What's his name uh, was doing it? The the previous guy was doing it in uh, like season four, season three. Those, I think season four and season five are my favorites of the series. So if we can get somewhere in that area of, of storytelling rather than what's... I mean, I think the last season was pretty, pretty good from Stephen Moffat, but he does seem to like to head towards more of the uh, classic Doctor Who stuff, which... I think is is fine once in a while, but a, a little bit too much of it, where it's just kind of like random stuff, and he's not really building a a, a larger story as much. Um, yeah, I would like more dramatic stuff and uh, more like uh, twists and turns and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. Well, I I hope that whatever happens is you know welcomed. If it's not, then. You might anger uh, fans of the show, and then the show. Yeah, obviously, I want I want more dramatic, but I don't. I, obviously, you don't want to remove the humor. You want to have a good balance. You want uh, uh, what? He runs Broad did. Church. What's he runs Broad Church, and that's a very dramatic show. So obviously, I don't want to want to go completely in that direction. But I, I would like some of that more drama because recently it's been almost all comedic, except for a few moments here and there. Yeah, what Stephen Moffat did. What I would like to see is, you know, the the Moffatisms, basically weird stuff. Yeah. You have absolutely no idea what's going on, um, and then it comes back uh, later on, seasons later. You know, it's just it surprising you like he was thinking about that from the get go. You know, but the thing is that didn't start with Stephen Moffat before. Uh, before Stephen Moffat. Russell T. Davies, before Stephen Moffat, he did a lot of that, too. If you think about the first season, uh, they have Bad Wolf sprinkled throughout the entire season, and then that comes to a you know a conclusion in the end of the season. The second season, they have Torchwood spread out through the entire season. That builds up. The third, the third, uh, I don't know about the third season, but the fourth. Oh, the third season had, had uh, um, the master guy. That was all building up throughout the entire season. The fourth season had the whole... Uh, uh, Dr. Donna, uh, Rose Tyler prediction thing going on throughout the entire season. That built up into a finale. I think Russell T. Davies did a really good job of that. Stephen Moffat did a little bit of that in like season five and season six. 
but then he kind of trailed off a little bit. Season uh, nine was was pretty strong for it, though. I think he, he did a pretty good job with that. But uh, seven and eight, not so much. <laughs> I don't know, but I hope this guy does it too. Yeah, I hope I hope it, they kind of go back to that route because that's that that stuff was really what drew me into the show in the beginning. That kind of like whoa moments, you know. Whoa. <laughs> yep so that'll be happening in season 11 10 or 11 yeah 11. yeah 11 so 10 is 10 is the next season and then 11 moffat's last um now with the christmas special a christmas special would be the new guy oh i get it i don't know if there's going to be a christmas special with moffat or not because the Christmas specials are often regarded as the first episode of the next season, right? That's true. That's true. Well, it, 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 I don't think that was the... Well, actually, yeah, I think that is mostly the case. So, uh, except for one. I think the one with the... Uh, uh, where, where David Tennant regenerated, that was sort of seen as the end of the mid-season like, specials thing that they did. Because uh, it'd be kind of a weird introduction for the new guy... Uh, to be on a Christmas special. No, so, no, David Tennant did that, and they did a weird job with that too, I guess. So, <laughs> it's just I don't know. It's just strange. I feel I feel like a good entrance would be the first episode, the real one, uh, right. and a good exit would be a Christmas special. Which is what they did with uh, Matt Smith, you know. Yeah. I don't know. But then you have to wait. You know, you have to wait, like, uh, six months or whatever for the next season. Yes. Maybe not six, but, you know. Anyway, is that it? Yeah, that that should be it, actually. Um, January 1st is uh, the first episode of uh, Sherlock, season four. Season four. And do we know if season four... If if they've been renewed beyond that, or or should we not discuss that? We have no idea. I mean, there was speculation not too long ago that this was going to be the end of Sherlock. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I had heard, like, uh, a couple years ago or, or whatever, um, I think it was even before the the Bride special. that. So, I don't know. This could have been, you know, old news that's changed s- since then. But I thought I had heard, like, Benedict... Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman say something about like, oh, they've got two more seasons ready or something, but they could have been either confusing one of those with the the special, or things could have been changed by now. I don't know. I have no idea. I haven't, I haven't looked at that at all, but I, I, I believe I read speculation that this was going to be the last season. Um, then then again, I have heard you know Benedict and, and, and Martin Freeman say that they would they would probably be fine just, you know, doing a new season every few years until, you know, they're old. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> but that depends on the story, obviously. Well, you got to <laughs> think, Benedict Cumberbatch is probably getting a little too expensive to afford. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's everywhere right now. Yeah, well, Martin Freeman's not... Martin I Freeman mean, is too, but not so much as Not as high profile. Benedict. He's he's in a lot of projects, but not as high profile. Right, Benedict is 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 everywhere right now because of his voice. Yes, and his acting. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, but anyways, <laughs> that's it. That was our Christmas special for the year. Our only Doctor Who that we've really gotten to see. Um, the entire year, although we did uh, have the Sherlock special this year, and then you had X-Files, and then we had Doctor Who. So there's a little bit of something we did this year. Yeah. We didn't do anything, like, through most of the year, but, you know, a little bit in the beginning of the year. We had a little break. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but a little busy, too. The next, this break is only going to be, like, a week, so whatever. Um... So that yeah, because that's really that that is just like next week. And do we know when uh, season eleven is going to premiere? Do you think it's going to be like April of uh, twenty eighteen as well? What? 
What do you think it's gonna be like? Do you think they would do the same thing? August. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, I know, I know, like the first few seasons started in like April or, or March or, or or May, somewhere in that area. So it could be that they want to be just return, go back to that uh, doing Doctor Who mostly over the summer, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Uh, I guess next week is freaking Sherlock. Gosh. Um, yeah. So we'll see you next week with Sherlock. I don't remember what the first title is, so we'll figure that uh, out. I haven't looked at it. Yeah, I, I've seen it once and I, I've forgotten it already. Uh, so we'll talk about that when the time comes next week. Uh, if you want to know all about that, you go go crazy and look up your spoilers. But we're not gonna. So. Where, where, <laughs> no, where, okay, where can they contact us or or uh, keep track of our episodes? Uh, Soto, <laughs> it's been a while. Sotopodcast.podomatic.com is the main podcast site. If you have a podcast uh, player on your phone, Android or Apple, you could probably search us, and we will be there. Um, comments? Are we on? Are we on Google Play yet? We're on Google Play. We're on iTunes. Uh, you can leave us a comment on pretty much anything. Uh, the best place to probably leave us a comment is probably Potomatic for us to actually catch. Because um, nothing notifies us from iTunes. If you can do, you leave... have, do you have a blog or anything that you post these on? <laughs> I mean, I have a blog for SotoCaz, which I haven't used in a while. Um, okay, I then. also use... Uh, use David Examens TV.wordpress.com. Okay, yeah. Um, but right now my computer is fried. Can't do a whole lot of anything right now. So yeah. So this this episode, if if you've noticed that it might not be as well edited or no. or, uh, or if it has any weird sound. I think the last Christmas probably. special was exactly the same because I think my computer was fried a year ago today. Wow. Because I, I uh, reordered a computer on January. Uh, I might have to do the same thing. The warranty is just screwing with me. So I'm going to figure that out soon. Um, but, yep, that's it. Uh, check in with us again next week. Uh, comment, like, subscribe. And uh, we will see you again next week. Thank you. For listening to Smaller on the Outside. My name is Dave, and I was a Time Lord with you this evening. I'm Andy. Who was the companion? Uh, we'll see you next time. Peace out. Peace out.